chilling greetings to you all. Thank you so much for stopping by and making Paranormal Prowlers podcast part of your day. Those awesome tunes, as always, is courtesy of the amazing Bobby Mackey, and I, of course, am your host, Tessa Morrow. Dead Man's Island. Not to be confused with the Dead Man's Island that you can find in San Pedro, Vancouver, Florida, and California. This one, well, it takes us across the pond. Today's episode takes us to Medway Estuary, close to the Isle of Sheppey, located in Kent, England. Now, Dead Man's Island is often referred to as Coffin Bay. It's an uninhabited island, home to many, believe it or not. They all have one thing in common, no pulse. On this raised area of marshland, which is about 3,900 feet long and about 660 feet wide, one, if allowed here, would find things such as skulls, teeth, femurs, vertebrae, broken coffins, and other types of things of that nature, scattered throughout the island. It's the end of the Napoleonic Wars. By the end of the war, several of the naval ships, they are turned into stationary floating prisons, which they called back then prison hulks. They would often get these ships, gut them from the inside out, making them anything but ships, really, basically non-functional in the slightest. The gun ports, they would be discarded, and steel prison bars would take their place. Hundreds upon hundreds of convicts and prisoners would call these prison hulks home. It is rumored that some of these prisoners were even as young as 10 years old, not even a teenager. Some were French prisoners of war, while others were prisoners waiting for ships to come and take them to their doom to serve their time in Australia. While some definitely deserve to be locked up with huge offenses under their belt, some of these crimes did not meet the punishment, in my opinion anyways such as stealing bread, quite the petty offense. It's not like I'm saying they should have gotten away with it and not have anything happen to them for stealing bread, mind you, but eh, I don't think they should have been locked up in these prison hulks for as long with all these other dangerous people. Just saying. You know, they, they were locked up with murderers and other people with serious offenses. Now... In the Chatham area of the Medway, there were at least 10 different prison hulks scattered 
about during the end of the 18th century and into the 19th. These were named HMS Canada, HMS Cumberland, HMS Euralis, HMS Dolphin, HMS Ganymede, HMS Levin, HMS Leviathan, and HMS Edgar. Now at some point, these ships, their names would change. One would change to the Retribution. Now, the Retribution carried at least 600 doomed individuals, and sometime in the 1830s, they do suffer a cholera outbreak. This unfortunate outbreak will be responsible for several deaths. Cholera often would show its ugly head. You know, the conditions, they were anything but sanitary. In fact, it was just straight up disgusting. These people, these inmates, these convicts, they were not seen as people. They were just trash, basically, an inconvenience, if you will. It was so filthy and rancid on these prison hulks, these just horrific prisons, that outbreaks would occur quite often. Many times the end results, they would be quite fatal. Now, throughout the time that these prison hulks were scattered about the area, many men would die. No shocker there. And not just from these outbreaks. Other illnesses included fever and dysentery. It is said that the death rate was around 10 boys and men per day in the winter and a staggering 30 in the hotter months. And this isn't per month or year or even a week. I mean, to me, 10 deaths, 10 to 30 deaths in a week is insane to me. But this was every single day. Now, due to so many deaths and the living not wanting to get infected themselves, I mean, who could blame them, right? The bodies, they would be buried in unmarked graves on the Medway mudflats. This would include Dead Man's Island, a very appropriate name for the area. If you were to catch a glimpse of this island today, you would think that they just haphazardly tossed the bodies aside wherever they wanted to get away from the inconvenience. But the deceased, believe it or not, were actually buried under several feet of sand, way past the typical six feet. But many thanks to coastal erosion and the unfortunate repeated rising sea levels that have taken place over the past two centuries, the unforgiving waters have washed away the sand and mud, which at some point had concealed the bodies. But now, many remains of the convicts are scattered about. And when I say many, I mean hundreds of them. During my research for this episode, I came across a video which really intrigued me and demanded my attention. And if you look up Hovercraft History Hunters Dead Man's Island, you should be able to find this video. It gives you an inside look of what this island looked like a few years ago at least. And believe you me, it is bone chilling, no pun intended. I believe when they went, this was before the island became an off-limits location. 
which it definitely is today. So do not waste your time trying to even go there. Access denied. In the video are these two gentlemen who go. These are the hovercraft history hunters, and they arrive on, well, you guessed it, folks, a hovercraft. Talk about badass. They find several different things. I believe they first went with interest in trying to find if any coffins had risen up because I believe there was word that this was happening, and they found much more than that. Now, during their short time there, they found several different things. And I took note on some of these. An old glass square bottle. Next to that was a human bone cased in mud. They also found what looked to be a chunk of possible pottery. And it looked like that it could have been at one point part of a very large pot. They also found chunks of wood, most likely part of a coffin old bottles from Holland and Scotland, all looking very old, like possibly no longer in production, definitely antiques. One of them said coronat milk. After finding more bottles and a few small bones here and there, they get in the hovercraft and they head over to the other side of the dead man's island, where they find a plethora of things, like a finger bone, several more bottles, what looks to be an old clay pipe, possibly an old chunk of wood belonging to that of a ship, a WGT Croft bottle, a large bone, a hip bone, a small, fragile bone believed to be that of a child's, several upon several of rib bones scattered about. Basically, not even exaggerating, every few steps these men took, they found something, a bone here. A bottle there. A chunk of wood over here. More long pieces of wood, possibly from coffins or boats. As their walk continues, they find other things, like the top part of a skull protruding from the murky mud, and another part of a skull with a hole in it right nearby. Other findings, my friends, well, those include a pelvic bone a femur, several other types of bones in different bottles. Literally, they were scattered all over the area. But again, their goal was to look for these coffins that had risen up. While they did not find a full-on coffin, they did find pieces of wood that resembled parts of what was most likely a coffin, if not several. Many of the bones were caked in mud and had barnacles and crustaceans on them. One of these gentlemen said this about the area that was laid upon him, quote, bone graveyard. It's quite eerie to think that these were all people. Their fate was literally decided upon them when they were put in the prison hulk and did not have a chance. In one area, this guy finds a jawbone. As he picks it up, you can see several teeth still being intact. Then there are several other bones, including another jawbone, really close by, with no teeth. And another one, which was noticeably smaller than the first, possibly being that of a child. There were bones everywhere. And then a third jawbone presents itself, this one with very few teeth. It's almost like a line of scattered bones, if you will. 
quite eerie. It was insane watching the footage, not going to lie. And I can't imagine being there in person and finding all of these remains. Like he said, these were all people at one time. All living people with families, people who cared about them. They had their likes, their dislikes, their personalities, and their habits. It is a literal graveyard island. And at some point, the second gentleman, he walks up and he says, I'm actually trying to not tread on people. Like, seriously, that's how many bones were scattered about. This is no joke. Not an ounce of exaggeration or sarcasm. Not one. At one point, they come upon what looks like three jawbones, all children, right next to one another as if put there in some eerie display. Barnacles on bottles, more chunks of pottery here and there was also discovered. Before ending the video, they come upon several other different jawbones. One had a double tooth type of thing going on, like they were growing side by side. Like, oh, talk about a major ouch. Among their findings was an actual base of a spine. And it was just so eerie. It, it really was. I, I just, words can't describe, seriously. They also found a Dutch gin bottle believed to be from around the 1920s. So around 100 years old. And several other types of things. The list just keeps going on. Now I did see that back in 2016, the remains of well over 200 people were discovered here at Dead Man's Island. I am unsure if the two gentlemen I just talked about are the ones who actually discovered this or if this was an entirely different case altogether. What is known is that bones, they keep revealing themselves on Dead Man's Island, and I believe they will continue to do so throughout time as many, many people are buried here, man and child. While Dead Man's Island is definitely off-limits to the public, the BBC was actually given rare access for a special edition in 2017, just a year after the discovery of over 200 remains. The director named Sam shared this, giving folks yet another inside look to the horror that laid before them. Quote, it is like being on the set of a horror film. It looks so surreal. It's like an art department had designed it. There are open coffins and bones everywhere. Unquote. Another witness who was there, named Natalie, said this, quote, What I saw there will stay with me forever. The island was covered with human remains. The remains buried 200 years ago are now being exposed to the elements as nature takes its course. This is a really strange sight. I would imagine there can't be anywhere on earth like this. Attached to Dead Man's Island is of course a legend. Many believe that the bodies that are being pulled up to the surface 
do not have anything to do with the water levels or the elements or anything of that sort, but that, in fact, devil dogs are said to roam the island of the dead and dig up the bodies and feast on them. The red-eyed hound legend. Daily Mail says this about the mysterious beast. Quote, to eat the heads of its victims on the eerie land mass, unquote. This legend goes back centuries. There have been reports of people seeing a black dog on the island. While you cannot set foot on Dead Man's Island, said this a bunch of times already, boats can be seen throughout the area. I mean, at least in that hovercraft video that I watched, I mean, you could clearly see these boats in the background. And what makes me think that these men were able to go on there, I mean, they didn't even try to hide from these boats. People that could have easily seen them and most definitely would have probably reported them. So perhaps these are the guys who found out the situation here at Dead Man's Island. But anyways, possibly, you know, maybe somebody on a boat nearby saw a dog. Who knows? This week's special city shoutouts go to Shenor Northview, Pennsylvania, Westchester, New York, Hermosa Beach, California, Kathmandu, Nepal, and Anstead, West Virginia. Did you enjoy this week's episode? Listen to the others. They are all phenomenal. Haven't heard every single one yet? Ah, really, there's no worry. There's no need to fret. You could binge listen right now by hitting up any of those awesome podcast platforms such as Blueberry, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, CastBox, TuneIn Radio, Basically, wherever you may roam to listen to your other spooky podcasts, you'll probably find Paranormal Prowlers podcast lurking in the background. Do you have a spooky idea for an episode? Perhaps you have a favorite local haunt that you were dying to hear. Maybe you want to be a future voiceover. Or you have something spooky of your very own to share, whether it be a location, an investigation, an encounter, feel free to hit me up at Paranormal Prowlers Podcast Facebook page or email me at paraprowl at gmail.com. Thanks, everybody, and I will see you next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah.